This episode is brought to you by Maui Nui Venison, a mission-based food company bringing the healthiest meat on the planet directly to your door. I have strived over the years to cultivate a deeper connection with the food that fuels myself and my family, balancing nutritional value and ethics that align with our values. This process has led me to harmonize with nature as much as possible. Maui Nui Venison brings this process to fruition. Not only does this company provide the most nutrient-dense meat available, this is the only stress-free, 100% wild-harvested red meat on the market, an operation that is truly one of its kind, actively managing Maui's invasive axis deer populations, helping to restore balance to vulnerable ecosystems and communities in Hawaii. Maui Nui seeks to restore balance, not eradicate or farm these animals. Managing populations means only a limited number of memberships are available. Get yours while you can. Go to MauiNuiVenison.com slash mindful to get 20% off your first order. Before you drift off into one of our meditations or dive into a podcast interview, I would like to share with you one of the new opportunities for our listeners at The Mindful Movement. This is Sarah Raymond, and I'm so excited to announce the expansion of our coaching services to include two of my good friends and excellent coaches, Nikki Dyer and Laura Cannon. Both Nikki and Laura provide their own unique skill sets, allowing us to meet the needs of our growing audience. If you want to learn more, just follow the coaching link in the show notes. As always, we are grateful for your support and look forward to working with you. I'm reminded of the words of Tara Brock. How can this serve my awakening? Thanks for joining me today. This is Les Raymond with the Mindful Movement, and I appreciate you tuning in. In the face of adversity, Tara Brock says, how can this serve my awakening? And I found this to be very powerful for me personally, and I find it to be very useful at a time like now. The self-healing component of the mindful movement is very dear to my heart. Over the last few years, I feel like I've been healing from something. A few years ago, I got bit by a tick and contracted Lyme disease, and my course has really been altered. And part of that has been learning how to spend my time differently. A lot of that has been learning learning about biology, physiology, and what I can do to help heal my body. And along that way, I've learned a lot, which has been a real gift. And I might talk on those topics that are related to self-healing, and I'm not a doctor, so keep that in mind. But I'm always willing to try things to see if they help. So I try to spend my time differently and to see what happens with those interventions, essentially, in my lifestyle, and try to stay objective to the idea of, are they useful? Is this something that supports me? Is this something that helps me move in a, in a forward direction, in a direction that I value? We talk a lot about values and the need to pause to reassess them because as we are caught up in our everyday routines it's 
it's just challenging to be thinking about those things because we have all these tasks that we're always involved in. It always requires some type of slowdown, some type of pause. And for many of us in this time, that's not an option. Collectively, I think everybody's really grateful for those on the front lines of this pandemic in the healthcare field, in the logistics industries that are really needed by everybody now. But for many of us, we have this opportunity that is arising out of this terrible situation. I mean, it's, I, I don't want to minimize the seriousness and the weight of what's going on now, but I also don't want to lose any silver linings and lose sight of any opportunities that can stem from it. I've heard, surprisingly, quite a number of positive things have come out of these last few weeks where people are generally at home. I've heard things that are positive related to the health of the planet, especially in regards to pollution or dramatic decreases of pollution. I know I've been on walks with my family which generally is very easy to not make time for, which has been an absolute blessing. Actually, I've really been surprised by how much value I'm getting out of daily walks. I'm a pretty regular exerciser, but somewhere along the way, I clearly lost sight of the value of a walk either by myself or with a loved one. So everybody has this opportunity, not everybody, as I said, I mean, many of us have this, this rare opportunity to pause and slow down and reassess our values and discover how this adversity can serve us in a positive way. From the wound comes the gift, I've heard it said. I know when I got Lyme disease, a huge gift came out of it. I mean, you spend an hour or two a day for three years learning about health, and you're bound to make some positive changes. And I've tried a lot of different strategies and taken a lot of different angles and have experienced a lot of different types of healing with, of course, some bumps along the way. But I feel like most of this are healing from something, whether it's a mental or physical or, or emotional insult along the way, trauma, car accidents, emotional trauma, something from our childhood, tick-borne illness. I mean, there's so many ways we could take a hit or it could just be from our behaviors, either knowingly or unknowingly. You know, there's a lot of I think mechanisms in our body that from an evolutionary standpoint serve a really good purpose and at one point kept us alive and now in our current culture they don't serve us as well. I'll give you a couple examples of what I mean. I think one obvious one would be how the body stores fat. You know we have this hormone insulin that helps us as a signal to store energy 
for times where you don't know when the next source of energy is going to arise. So when you don't know when your next meal is coming, that's really useful to be able to store, to eat a meal and store long-term energy in the form of fat that can be used later. But in today's age where we have access, where generally speaking, most of us have access to food within minutes, that system that's really beautifully designed, I mean, it's amazing, backfires. And we can fall in a trap where we're constantly giving our body a signal to store energy that's maybe unnecessary. And that energy surplus leads to a host of other medical issues. So like, there's always opportunities to heal from, you know, those things. Like, there's usually an opportunity to better our body in some way, the vessel that houses us, you know, this temple that we walk around with that if we don't value, we'll, well, we'll be reminded about it at one point. At one point, we, we will wish that we had a little bit more health. You know, when you're on your deathbed, they say, nobody's saying, I wish I spent more time at the office. You know, when you're wishing for spending more time with family or a little bit more health, a little bit more time. And many of us have somewhere to heal physically like that. Or it could be from an injury. Oh, so another system I think is interesting too is, I don't know if, uh, maybe you guys have heard of this negativity bias. And this is just my theory, this this idea how humans can be, have this like almost default setting where we're looking for what's wrong and we will dwell on problems. Because a long time ago, we had a different style of problem and it was probably really useful to, to be on the lookout and to be thinking about potential problems around the corner, dangers. But now, our, these artificial environments that we've created have created a different type of safety and, you know, we're not on the lookout so much. So, right in this day and age, that dwelling on problems, looking for problems and dwelling on them, does us a real disservice. It traps us in getting in our own way quite a bit when we're always being negative. And I do notice that some people don't seem to carry that trait. I mean, they're just like naturally more positive. It doesn't require work. And when I think big picture and take a more ancestral approach to that concept, I assume that served really well being able to stay positive, maybe in leadership roles. And I think the ability to focus on the negative served its own quality that was probably useful in societies. Like I would imagine that someone, you know, was that was on the lookout, I don't know, the night's watch, if you will, you know, position like that would probably benefit quite a bit from being really good at sniffing out problems and worrying about what's to come. Whereas now worrying about what's to come all day I mean, I think we pretty much call that anxiety. And chronically, 
you know, acute anxiety is not a big deal if you could recognize it. If it's chronic, it's not so fun, could lead to other things. So, I mean, there's different systems in place, and I guess what I'm getting at is we usually take the brunt end of one of these systems due to a lack of awareness of them or a lack of ability to know how to implement strategies to account for them in our lifestyle. Like, we're, I think, designed to move a lot all day, pretty much, but many of us don't. I mean, if you're like someone that works in manual labor or outside landscaping bricklaying you know maybe there's some exceptions or professional athlete but many of us are stuck in you know environments where we don't move that much we sit at desks stare at computers stare at our phone sit in cars then you sit for your meals sit to relax to watch tv and then lay down and go to bed so that i mean that's not natural so that comes at a price and oftentimes, you know, if we don't account for that, that will get us. If we don't account for the fact that we don't move all day by spending some time moving to a greater degree, just in a shorter period of time, we'll call that exercise, then something will probably arise that we're not happy about in our body. So we all have opportunities to like work on something. And I find that one of the silver linings of what's going on in the world today is most of us have this new resource to work with that is one of the most, if not the most important resource we'll ever have, and that is time. Our time. Our schedules will have some clearing somewhere where we were doing something that we're not able to do now. And we have this opportunity to ask ourselves, what should I do with this time? I could start by just slowing down and thinking and re-identifying what I value. How do I want to be spending my time? What is important to me? Can I spend more time on something that's really important to me? And when you change the way you spend your time you will get a different outcome. So we have a lot of say in how things unfold. We have a lot more control in our life than most of us give ourselves credit for. And this is an opportunity to take a look, to self-observe, self-assess, self-examine. My favorite tool to take a look is meditation. Meditation is essentially a decision to pause. And from that pause, as you practice, it will alter how you go forward. It will change how you do the what you do. So again, I don't want to minimize the tragedy that is going on now in the world. But I do want to practice staying positive here. And I do want to encourage others to look for the gift. I'm grateful that you took the time to listen. And I really hope that if you're listening out there, you and your loved ones are safe during this time. And I encourage you to do what you can to help someone during this time. 
And I also encourage you to take advantage of an opportunity to slow down. I think before this situation, everyone on some level knew that things were just moving a little too fast. And on some level, collectively and individually, we all could use a little slow down, a little pause. So let's not let it go to waste. Let's find out how this can serve our awakening. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more. I hope you all have a great day.